I have to get back to my roots by walking across America and to make myself great again. And I don't care what immigrants or uh, pollution <laughs> or women have to say in, about in it. As long as it doesn't cost us jobs, I'll step on anyone. <laughs> my God, this book is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Hey everyone, and welcome to Divisive Issues, a comic book podcast where we talk about wacky, zany, and all sorts of bizarre comic books. I'm Ryan Lynch. I was going to do the intro, but I know, I feel I just got usurped here. (laughs) Joe is taking too long. Fuck you, we just did by the way, I'm Flake Rappa, if you care. People aren't going to know this, but we just, like, usually we'll, we'll do the, like, we don't pause for, like, half a minute while the intro plays, okay? <laughs> so we just finished talking, and then Ryan's like, hey, welcome to Divisive Issues. I'm ex- taking Joe's job. I got excited. See, Ryan's taking Joe's job, and now Joe has to walk across America to find I do. I, I abandoned this podcast during New Krypton, and I now <laughs> need to find myself. Okay, so if you aren't totally lost by now, we are going to be talking about Superman Grounded. This story has been suggested to us a bunch of times. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Zach Fig. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, a guy who suggested it like two months ago that I forgot about. <laughs> You're oh. our favorite guy. <laughs> What's this book about? That's a good question. I think we, we talked about this at least like three different times. Um, it is about Superman um, following the events of New Krypton, where essentially um, he... Was it the bossy of Kandor he finally places on Earth? Yes. Basically, long story short, a new planet of Kryptonians shows up, for more, more or less. And Superman is, is tied between... He's torn between Earth and New Krypton. And this story went on for way too long and ended very abruptly where... New Krypton was gone. I don't know what happened to it. It blew up. I didn't make it through the whole story. <laughs> And now None he. Of us d- look this up in the meantime. Yeah, it's what happened? Krypton. Okay. I did a little, and I it's got gone. Really- <laughs> it was here for a while, and now it's gone. I Oof, started. Superman to- feels bad. Much like when I originally read the story, I started it on the Wikipedia page and got pretty bored. <laughs> so New Krypton blows up or yeah, wait. disappears or whatever. Yeah. And Superman decides to reconnect with America and the human race by walking across America. That's it. Yep. That's, that's it. This is also the second appearance of New Krypton, because I think we had to briefly mention it during uh, Cry for Justice with Supergirl. Yes. So this is this is now the second time New Krypton has gummed up the works here. So if I do the New Krypton, you'll be hyped up. Also, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, what is... This, story, this book really does go on for, like, forever, because think about when Cry for Justice comes out. Oh, yeah, and that... Yeah, wow. Yeah. You weren't kidding when you said that went on forever. So speaking of which... This, this story is 14 issues long, technically, and we had a huge debate. Will we <laughs> get, will debate. do this in one or two episodes? I, I want to say which two members of the podcast, Ryan and Sly, went, had a heated debate about how to break down this, this issue, or this episode. Okay, in my defense, Sly hadn't finished it yet, and I said, this book's really boring, and we're going to fly through most of it. And Sly said, nope, it's too long. And then he read it and said, okay, fine, one episode. No, he didn't say, okay, fine. He was like, I'm not reading, like, this trash. Any, uh, this, <laughs> I'm not doing two episodes of this trash. We're getting it all done in one. I mean, yeah. With something to that effect. So keep, this is our longest book yet, and we're going to finish it one episode. Keep we're, that in mind. Yeah, we're going to try. It's going to be great. So a little bit more backstory. This was hailed by the visionary J. Michael Stravinsky, 
who was that sarcastic or I don't know because <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it was it, it was but, like, but I like it was the, for this story but he's yeah. actually great Ryan's actually the biggest fan of him I he is I really love JMS he is a character that uh, he's a character he's a character he is a character he's a writer who has a lot of successful relaunches but also has a lot of really controversial and sometimes absolutely terrible stories his Spider-Man run both has my favorite and least favorite Spider-Man in it his <laughs> Thor I love so when he came to DC to take over Superman, it was a big deal and it was pretty hyped. Yeah, this was quite the coup I remember for DC getting him. Yeah, at the time. Just to give some backstory on JMS, JMS actually has a career start in TV. Um, he was a story editor for the Real Ghostbusters cartoon before it became bad. And when and basically he had a good show going, and NBC was like, "We want to make you ruin your show for you." And Jim Michael's like, we're going to do you this favor. Yeah. And Jim is like, no, please don't. And he left because he was pissed off. No, stop. I like to think he was like Willy Wonka. He's like, no, stop, don't. And then went to Marvel <laughs> and he made the Spider-Man run and the Thor run. And Marvel's like, no, we want to make Thor back to his old status quo. We want to make Spider-Man single. We want to do all this stuff. And he's like, fine, then fuck you guys too. Then he went to DC and he says, I learned my lesson. Now I will fuck up my own story. <laughs> and I will leave the story. The story's even finished. Yeah, so... He more or less leaves the book halfway through with like a weird outline. It's like, it's like four issues. It's yeah. not halfway through. Well, it's it's collected it's ver- in two trades. It's the first trade. It's very- <laughs> but we will we'll get to the turnover when we get up to it in the plot. So is there anything else we want to say before we get into this whole We skipped regulations entirely, by the way. What? I mean, we skipped... Uh, we'll, we'll oh, yeah. Who, would, who should read this? Mm. Editing cricket sounds. No one. No one. <laughs> it's... If you want to see how m- mundane comics can be... It's really boring. It is. There is no... It's not like a definitive Superman story. There's no definitive Superman thing in this. Uh, there's no Superman villains. Like, if you're a fan of, like, Lex Luthor or Bizarro... Livewire. Livewire. None of them are finite. Are, like, Livewire. Def- definitive <laughs> Superman villains. Uh, she's pretty great in the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Never saw it. Yeah, it's... A, uh, what? Never saw a Superman cartoon. Fuck what? You. Fuck you, Joe. Fuck you, son. That's crazy. Why, why do you curse at me? Because <laughs> that's the best fucking Superman show ever. Just, you watch fucking Smallville for fucking yeah, 10 Smallville seasons. Yeah, Smallville was great. She was never on Smallville. Superman. Was she on Smallville? I don't know. I watched like, the first two me. seasons. Internet yell at me via Twitter if she was on Smallville. Yeah, Joe for not watching Superman the TAS because it's fucking... Do it, Internet. Oh, watch the how much TAS? I don't care. What is that for? The, the animated series? Yes. Why? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it, how, did you buy the DVDs after you went to the ATM machine? Did you buy the <laughs> the the soundtrack on your CD disc? Huh, Sly? <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> Superman Grounded. Let's so so we're, we're, we're in unison, we don't recommend this yeah, story? Yeah, it's, it's the most boring book we've read for this If you show. can find somebody... Who, there are no consequences because the reboot happens right after this. Oh yeah, that's another thing we should mention. Yeah. This is right before the New 52, which was a big... Uh, reboot by DC where everything started issue one a lot of characters started uh, completely fresh uh, of, like, including the, this one including this Superman. one so and just part of the reason why JMS left because he knew this was gonna not matter in a few months he's like why should I fucking waste my time and he left yeah yeah but he should have finished this oh, also Eddie Eddie Barrows does most of the art and the art's great he's yep. a really great the art in general artist. is pretty great throughout you know, it has multiple different artists yeah so you know no no disparaging Eddie Barrows he yes. does a great job somebody can yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sure people cared about this. But. Oh, and also, this story more or less runs through 700 to 714 of Superman, and there's a lot of fill-in issues, but that's the the. We'll mention whole them as, as they. Yeah, come we'll up. mention yeah. them as we go through. 
Okay, so it starts. Grounded. Prologue. The slap heard round the world. <laughs> this is free on Comixology, by the way, if anyone just really wants a taste of what this story is I didn't like. know that was a subtitle, the title of this issue, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it starts with Superman walking out of the courthouse. I don't remember why he's in a courthouse. Something to do with New Krypton, probably. Oh, yeah, he I'm wants to... His, clo- his courthouse didn't blow up while he was in it. <laughs> yeah. He, he wants to assure people that uh, he's still... Uh, now that Krypton's gone, he's going to focus on Earth. And Earth is great. I love Earth. Yeah, I guess. So a woman comes up to him. Uh, Susan, devi- every woman. Yeah, a divisive issues alum from Civil War. Susan, every woman, <laughs> and slaps Superman across the face. And Superman has the saddest face on. <laughs> He's just like, oh. And she she slaps him, and the press is all there, and they're like, get her out of here. And Superman's like, no, let her talk. And she's really mad at Superman because he was in space, and her husband got cancer like brain cancer and it was they, inoperable it was inoperable and she's really mad at him because he could have used his x-ray heat vision to get rid of it to lobotomize him to basically. lobotomize him <laughs> and he which didn't. is that a thing a superman never did that b superman probably can't do that and c superman was fucking saving people on this exploding planet yeah like I, I like i just i get like her i i kind of get the I, idea I get, I get her anguish but like she has to know deep, like deep somewhere deep down inside, like this was such Stupid. a yeah, such a, like a desperate like no chance hail mary. And I'm a big fan of the Superman stories that are like people view him as a god and they ask of him things you would ask of a god, yeah. and when he doesn't deliver, they get really mad. Yeah. But this is so like if he can cure cancer, that raises so many questions about Superman's character. That like, what has he been doing? Yeah. I think this is supposed to be represent them. Uh, being like, we we needed you, and you were out there. You weren't here. You've become disconnected from your human race, Superman. Fuck you. Yeah. This is a terrible way to illustrate. If that you're point. gonna do yeah. that, have it be a supervillain that shows up or something like something that Superman is usually responsible yeah. for. A He's fire like, in Metropolis. Things, something in Metropolis. That yeah, like say, say Metropolis got debris that blew up buildings yeah. while Metropolis was blowing up. Let's say Man of Steel happened. Wait. <laughs> That's a bad example. <laughs> so then Superman goes to the Justice League satellite and he talks to Batman and he asks he he says that he's they're too distant. They're not like viewing the world enough. Like they're not seeing the little things. Yes. And he asks Batman, "Can you make the ta- uh, satellite go closer to Earth?" Yeah, can you bring the satellite a little closer? Because apparently Superman doesn't understand how like orbits work or anything. <laughs> And then he just flies. I mean, like if someone who wouldn't understand what it's like to like what how gravity works to be <laughs> yeah. Superman. That's why he that's why he walks across America because he's like, what's this thing called gravity? Yeah. I want to experience it. I want to do what these peasants do and walk everywhere. So then he meets up with the Flash and he asks the Flash, when you run across the country really fast, what do you see? And he says, oh, I just see a blur. Which, how does he not, like, run into people? If he runs across the whole country, he should definitely have, like, murdered everyone. <laughs> this is, like, one of those, like, like another, another example of, this is supposed to be something that's supposed to be poignant to how these heroes are so disconnected. But the way uh, JMS illustrates is so stupid. Can you move the satellite closer? Oh, I see everything in a blur. Like, this makes no sense on a logical perspective. Yeah. Yeah, even if you move closer, how much, how much clearer are you going to see? Also, he has super, super duper vision. He can see Earth. I'm sure they have TV shows on (laughs) Earth. (laughs) There's a lot of things in this, like, ten-page intro that don't make any sense. So then Superman is out in space, and he's looking at the picture of the guy he didn't save who had cancer. And he never shows up again after this. Yeah, he never shows up again. And then he lands. At least every woman in Civil War shows up again. Yeah, he, he lands in Central Park, and he starts walking away. And these two little kids that play... 
that are playing baseball go, why is he just walking away? Why isn't he flying? And the kid goes, I don't know, but it must be important. I feel like if it was important, he would fly or run. <laughs> Walking is the least important way to get somewhere. <laughs> Literally, like you can drive, yeah. you catch a plane, catch a train. So then that's the end of the issue 700 preview. So we're, we're in it now. Superman's having a crisis of conscience and decides to walk across America, I guess. Yeah, I mean, do we do. buy his crisis of conscience? No. Well, it happened like five pages, so obviously it's very well earned. We have to, you know, give credit, though. We didn't read New Krypton. Maybe these seeds were planted at the end of New yeah. Krypton. But JMS didn't write that, so I don't know. Here's the thing. Like, I, don't, I don't not buy this, but I also, I'm like, this is not the greatest introduction for this story. Yeah, I'm not super intrigued yeah. here. I mean, I like the premise, but, like, this is having him be like, you didn't do this impossible thing. Seems it's, like a very weird... It's a dumb setup to an interesting plot. Yeah. yeah. So now Superman is walking through like every town in USA, some like small town. And he's helping random people. Like He helps a bunch of people fix their car. He helps a woman running a diner clean up her uh, back room and stuff like that. Yeah, because he, no, he doesn't help her clean up the back room out of the goodness of his heart. It's because he decided to walk across America and realized he forgot to bring any money. So he has to get a Philly cheesesteak to eat. And she's like, he's like, she's like, you're Superman, you don't have to pay. And he's like, I have to do something. I can't, I can't just eat your free food. So he cleans up the back room. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he, he pulls a Ryan circa college where he does favors for Philly cheesesteaks. That's very, yes. <laughs> so maybe I'm a hungry poor boy sometimes. <laughs> I, I just love how like, it shows you how abrupt this decision of his was. <laughs> where he's like, I'm going to walk across America. I didn't bring money or a change of clothes. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll do it anyways. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the reporters, like, hound him, and they all say, like, have you been, have you lost your powers? I bet this is just one of those weird DC stories where you lose your powers yeah. that happen every five do years. Do you have, is, is it, are you on Red Kryptonite? They say, yeah, yeah. have you been hit by Red Kryptonite? This, a this lot comes of people up, say like, for everyone apparently knows, like, this thing about Red Kryptonite and him going, like, crazy. Well, and yeah. but Superman's very condescending to them, because they're asking legitimate questions, like, so what are you doing here, Superman? Walking. I can see that, but, so why aren't you flying? I'm not flying because I'm walking. Are you sure you're a reporter? Like, he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah. He picks one of the guys up and make and th- like throws him in the air, so barfs all over himself. Yeah, one guy's like, I don't believe you can really fly. He's like, I'll show you. He picks him up and into the no, no, air. That is when he's like, I'm walking. Like, and it's a legitimate question to ask Superman, why are you walking? I think you've lost your powers. No, I don't think you can fly. I can. For this moment, I simply choose not to. Like that's kind of condescending. He is very condescending. I think that's that's blunt. I just think he's just like, why is he blunt to these reporters that have a legitimate question? He answered it. He's just walking. Why are you walking? Like, you're Superman. You, 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 want, you want to admit, guys, I'm having a crisis of conscience. No, he said... And I'm walking across America to try and rediscover my roots. That's a, more honest, that's a better question. You just said a better answer right there, Joe. He's gonna you want me to say a better answer? He's yes, He's going to so. freak out so many people <laughs> if he says that, though. I guess I, I think he's freaking out. People ready. People are hounding him saying, what the fuck's going on? Superman's walking. Like, what, what is this plot? What is something going to happen here? If he was walking through Metropolis, that'd be one thing. But he's in, like, Kansas or whatever. Yeah. He's in, middle, probably assume he's going he's in every city America. Yeah. So anyway, he's walking down the street, and these little kids are there, and some drug dealers come up to Superman. And they're like, you want to buy some drugs? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what, yo, dude, what you doing here? You buying or selling? Because if you buying, then you a lot cooler than I heard. Which I actually kind of chuckled that these drug dealers have the balls to go to Superman. <laughs> well, he goes up to them. 
No, he's just walking down the street. They come up to him. This he's isn't the part where like the uh, the kid tells him, "Hey, these drug dealers are." No, yeah, they, they tell him the kids the drugs are in the houses and stuff. And he's oh, the yeah. people in the diner tell him that. Yeah. Yeah. Then. He, they're like, you can't do squat. We don't have any drugs on us, and they're just in, you know, the, and they're in our private things. You don't have a warrant to look through our houses and stuff. So Superman uses his heat vision and burns all their stashes. It sets their houses on fire. And super sets their houses on fire, and like that's pretty dangerous. They're in a suburb. You can't just set all these houses on fire. Yeah. And then a little kid. And then he kills this little kid. <laughs> he doesn't kill the little. He basically, kid. the kid's dead after this. Read <laughs> <laughs> line, Ryan. He says. The little kid is trying to give him candy, and he goes, when they come out, will you give them a message for me? Tell them I plan to come back every few weeks. I'll do it again and again until they leave. Okay, but you know they're just going to set up somewhere else over there. Yes, but they won't be here anymore. That's a step in the right direction. See, in the end, all we could do is look at where where we are and and what we're standing and say we will not allow this here. So this is a. This is over there. Have to stand for itself. I'm going to focus on here. Yeah, over but, there has to stand for itself. Has to speak for itself because only when over there becomes here that we can stop this once and for all. This is a common thing in this book where Superman's like, as long as it's someone else's problem, you don't have to deal with it. And also extra stupid because Superman came here and brought that problem over there. It's his fault they're over there because he ruined their stash here. So yeah. it's your fucking fault, sir, man. Now you're saying those guys have to defend for themselves? I understand the point that he's trying to make where, but like, by, by making it somebody else's problem, like, yeah. by making it not just, like, a slums problem and, like, an everyone problem. Yeah. And when you, you see t- a problem, stand up for it, yeah. even if it doesn't fix everything, if enough yeah. people do this. I get that, but, like, he Superman's just leaves. Not, yeah. This, this is one of the many times Superman promises that I'm going to come back and, like, double-check this. Yeah, he never does. I mean, in this... Granted, it's Superman. We know he has the capabilities to come back. Does he? I yes. Th- Would you remember this? Because I forgot this happened after reading it. Like a- yeah, but, like... <laughs> I forgot most of these early small-town scenes. That's true. So then, as Superman's walking through the city, there's... So there's a lot of, like, smash cuts to new towns and stuff. He sees a woman that's on a ledge that's going to jump and kill herself. Yeah. And Superman flies up and talks to her, and she's saying, like, life's not fair, life's not fair. And he basically just says, yeah, life's not fair sometimes. And he basically is like, can we talk about it? And she says, I just want to rest. And he stays flying above her, staring at her for hours. <laughs> Until nighttime. <laughs> Until nighttime. And then they have a spotlight on her and she goes, can you ask them to turn that down? And he just fries it with the with his heat vision. Yeah, he destroys his equipment, the cop's equipment, just because he can't just go, yeah. fly down and tell him. Taxpayers' dollars at work, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he basically asks her, like, if you honestly believe that you'll never have a good day again, jump and I promise I won't catch you. Because she, this is your choice. Do you we know? get, he, he mentions that like one of his friends... Or someone he knew did this. Yeah, and I didn't. Maybe I should look that up. But I didn't know which character he was referencing. I didn't know who he was talking. I don't think about it either. matters too much at this point. But I thought that was a very poignant admission from him. Yeah, that was like, listen, if you honestly believe you're never gonna have another good day ever again. Yeah, and he actually, yeah. I think this is one of the best scenes in the whole book. Yeah, where he does say like, if you do think there's a chance you'll have a good day, it, I think it's worth it to try. Take my hand, and I'll, yeah, I'll bring you down. And he's hugging her while they're flying, and she's crying. And a cop asks him, would you really have let her fall? How he knew what they were talking about up there, I don't know. Yeah. But he just stares at him for a second. He says, good night, and he walks away. And I think that's actually a pretty good scene. I personally prefer the almost exact same scene from also Superman. That's done a lot more concisely. <laughs> Man, the story cribs elements from that story. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that when we get to uh, 
some crazy things. And then this is one of Sly's favorite parts. This guy is jogging past, and Superman, he basically asks, like, you're a hero. Shouldn't you be out saving the world? Why are you wasting your time walking around? And he gives a story about Henry David Thoreau, who was in jail for civil disobedience. And someone came to see him and said, Henry, what are you doing in here? And Thoreau says, no, the question is, what are you doing out there? And then he says, if I'm lucky enough, privileged enough to live in that cell, to serve in that box with the word hero on it, then I say to you from somewhere deep inside that box, what are you doing out there? Which doesn't really make any sense to me at all. That that I kind of got, because he's trying to, like, he's like, yeah, you're like asking what am I doing? He's like, what are you doing? He did. I think that's a valid question, though. Like, you have the powers of a god. What are you doing? And he, the guy doesn't ask it in like a condescending way. Yeah. He asks it like, I'm curious. Like, what are you doing? Okay. Yes. I'm and walking across. He's just walking across America. He's not fucking doing anything profound in the story. Yeah. And the guy says, he just, like, he just saved that person from suicide. Yes, but like, but he's asking, why are you walking across America? And he says, by walking across America, I'm in this box of hero, and you are not. What are you doing out there not walking across America like I am? What I the think, fuck? I think it's more that he's been labeled, like, as. He's asking, like, you know, he talks about, like, the label of a hero. Yeah. But why is he condescending to this guy for no reason? Because he's he also metaphorical. Just, the guy also asks him, what do you mean? Hey, I asked you a question. And Superman totally ignores him and just pieces Oh, around. no, he absolutely blows off so many people <laughs> yeah. in this story. But <laughs> I, I do, I get the message that he's trying to send. No, you, what, the way you explain it makes a little more yeah. sense to me. We talked about in Banvers Superman how uh, Perry White said, oh, uh, maybe in 1938 you could tell people how to live your life. But now it's not that world anymore. Now you know, Clark Kent can't tell people how to live their life. This is why... <laughs> People probably feel like Perry White because sometimes Superman can be a condescending asshole for no reason. Like sometimes I don't or just this story. Like this story, yes. <laughs> just, yeah. He is so condescending this story. Yeah. So that brings us to the next issue, issue three, which is both I think the has some of the best and some of the worst of this whole story, and I think it's the most indicative of the flaws of this pro- of this story. Flaws is the problem. Flaws is the problem. So it starts with Superman throwing a, ba- a basketball game. Basically, like, there's a they won't let some nerd play, and Superman lets him get the ball from him. <laughs> so they're like, oh, you're the best nerd. You got Superman to lose the ball or whatever. And it's, like, so bizarre. You got schooled by, like, Little Billy. Yeah. <laughs> little <laughs> Billy. I want Little Billy on my team Marky now. G is his Marky name. G. There you you can tell JMS got to start writing 90s TV shows. Yeah. And then he finds this guy sitting on his porch, and he's like, do you hear anything unusual? And the guy's like, no. And he's like, oh, you wouldn't hear it. It's so, It's a sub sonic vibration so then he's like can i come in and look around should i x-ray vision your body and the guy's like no don't don't do that and superman goes uh, in does superman do that regularly i can x-ray vision people's body like he hears that he sounds different or something and then superman walks in and all of a sudden out of nowhere a giant mech suit starts beating shit out of superman <laughs> and he goes to like his regular house and there's a giant mech suit in there yeah beats the crap out of him and then he, he he beats this mech suit and all the people that live in this house turn into these big purple aliens yeah and he's basically saying, like, you came here illegally to America. And they're like, but so did you. He's like, I was a baby. That doesn't count. And they're like, no, but we escaped, like, a, t- tyranny, a tyrant. Yeah. yeah, we escaped tyranny. Death would be better than tyranny. Like, we thought it was worth it to try to, like, make it in America and follow your example. And Superman goes, could you possibly have picked a worse time to immigrate here illegally? <laughs> and he basically tells them, you... You're not worth it to live in America. You don't contribute to society. And they're like, well, on our planet, we have lots of gold. Like, gold is like water here. So we don't take anything from anybody. We just, like, pay our due. 
and that's it. And they're like, no, you have to contribute to society. You have to, like, get jobs. And, like, what? What? Yeah. Superman ignores all the freeloaders that America has and, like, people who are just, like, independently wealthy and just, like, don't contribute. Yeah, and it's, like, really... I don't think there's anything wrong. Like, that's my part. I'm like, I don't think there's anything wrong with them. They just want to live their life. Yeah, yeah they're not America. evil. Yeah. It's a com- but it's a commentary. I guess it's a commentary about, like, Immigrants have to do their fair share of work in this, be in this country, or else you're a freeloader, or something like that. Yeah, and this is so jarring because it's supposed to be him, like, talking politics, I yeah. guess. But, like, there's also these stupid-looking aliens in giant mech suits. Like, this would be way more poignant to have him actually... Like, there's an, there's an issue of Blue Beetle where Blue Beetle, as a Hispanic superhero, is used by a politician to make a stance on Border Patrol and, like, illegal immigration and stuff. And that... Then aliens come? Yeah. But, like, keep it human. By making it yeah. aliens, it's so much easier to unrelate to it. And yeah, the more that I think about this, like, for a story that's called Grounded, there's a lot of really ridiculous, like, things that, like, would never be, like... Yeah, in a grounded Superman. He's world. reconnecting with the America we all know and love. You know the one Featuring with aliens you know, yeah. and giant mech suits. Because I was actually on board with like as the first two like parts of this weren't great, but this is when it started really losing me because it's called Superman Ground. It's about Superman re- visiting his uh, roots, meeting the co- common man. It stops being that pretty quickly. Yeah, and it immediately cuts back to one of the best scenes of the whole book. Cuts to ground Superman again. Yeah, and it's a there's an there's an old security guard who's like, basically guarding a closed-down factory in Detroit. Yeah. So, you know, obviously after the recession and the bailouts and all that stuff, this factory didn't make it. And this guy, who's a security guard, but he's, like, old, he's, like, missing a lot of his teeth, and he said, like, I know it wasn't super healthy, and like, th- but it made me feel like I was worth something. Like, I had a job I could provide for my family. And... He was a part of something. He was a part of something. He felt like he was useful. Where yeah. now he like feels oh, he aliens. Now, now he guards like this abandoned, like closed down plant. Yeah, he's basically yeah. in charge of making sure no one trespasses. Trespasses in what used to be his livelihood. And he asks Superman, "I've never seen a man fly. Do you think I could?" And Superman flies up, and the guy goes, "Thank you very much." Like, and it's it's very like he's. Superman's inspiring him. He sees yeah. that they can be greater than what they are. And, like, that's pretty poignant. And then the guy starts having a coughing fit, and he passes out. And Superman grabs him and is flying him to safety. And the guy, right before he totally blacks out, he says, Flying, I'm flying. Ain't that something? So this scene is him, him basically dying. Yeah, as the guy's, like, crying and dying in Superman's arms. So it's a very poignant scene of this man in Superman's arms saying he's flying as he's about to die. And what happens next? And then it cuts back to the aliens watching Lost and complaining about how stupid of a show it is and <laughs> eating popcorn. And then Superman flies in with the guy and he goes, help him. He's beyond, uh, like, human science. You have to save him. And they put him in this, like, weird pod and he gets, like, saved and they, like, purge the disease. And he basically tells the aliens that you have to contribute to society, so they open a big medical research clinic, and this guy in works the abandoned there now. Plant, yeah. In the abandoned plant. That's and a weird way they, to tie And they hire back. It looks like they're hiring a lot of the people who lost their jobs. Yeah. This is, this is a weird way to tie in the Detroit uh, poverty story and the alien story. Yeah. And, like, if they just kept it with the Detroit stuff, it would have been so much better. Yeah. But now it's like, see? Jobs aren't really a big deal. Just convince aliens to open a factory. <laughs> we talked about this in the Bronze Age of Superman episode about how Superman doesn't work for ground story most of the time because there's so many wacky Superman stuff. That they feel they have to include. Yeah, you don't have to include it. You could have just had a story about Superman in Detroit. That would be a poignant story. Yeah, it's bizarre. And then the pay- the issue ends with Batman watching him. So, like, I guess Batman's going to show up now. <laughs> yep. So now the next issue, what are we up to? Issue four. 
uh, he's just helping people again. He's stopping some guy that's like molesting a girl at at like a diner. He's like fondling the waitress, and he tells him never do it again. He'll be watching. And he then, has eyes everywhere apparently because Samantha has a lot of people. I'll be, I'll be here every other day to make sure he's gonna make that threat again also to someone else. Yeah, and then Batman and Batman confronts him, and this is Dick Grayson as Batman. Yeah, this is during a time when Bruce Wayne was not Batman, though Batman becomes Batman. Bruce Wayne becomes Batman again by the end of the story. Yeah, and basically Batman, Superman gives Batman a lecture about who he doesn't understand what it's like to be an average guy, and like because of their like powers and larger than life status, they're like way they're like you know like in the satellite like they were saying, and it's really bizarre to say that to Dick Grayson, who's like the most everyman type character. Yeah, the second the second writer for this book, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Roberson. Chris Roberson actually has Bruce come up and say, yeah, when you said it was a dick, that was really stupid. He's fucking Dick Grayson. You're going to tell him he doesn't know how to relate to a common man? It's like basically, basically the writer saying, JMS, you don't know how to write Superman or, or Dick Grayson. He does the same thing with The Flash, where he's like, you only see a blur? I was joking, that's stupid. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> yeah. There's two instances of uh, the, the second writer saying, yeah, JMS, you don't know how to write these characters. Yeah. So then a piece of like kryptonite sun crystal or something like some krypton crystal crashes there's like these weird things that like you transmit memories to other people through him yeah a superman a a superman teacher a science teacher grabs it and obviously (laughs) turns uh, dedicated to teaching superman yeah the she obviously turns like evil and she goes obviously you turn evil when you touch superman crystals yeah. So well, I mean, she's got that, like, nasty look. It's pretty obvious that yeah, she's so this woman Something's t- going on there. Yeah, this woman touches this uh, kryptonite crystal, and yeah. she turns evil, basically. Then she goes to a billiards hall and finds this, like, jerk guy and touches the crystal to him. Yeah. And he gets really tough and just starts beating the shit out of Superman. Yeah, he, <laughs> does, he gets Kryptonian powers. Yeah, he yeah. gets Kryptonian powers, and they, like, destroy this town. It's like a Man of Steel-level destruction. Yeah. And Superman breaks his nose. Yeah. And then he realizes that the uh, this Kryptonian powers wore off already. And this guy's a super dick. Yeah. He's like, I don't remember anything that happens. All I remember was I was at the I was at the bar. And then Superman's like, So you didn't choose to come looking for me? He's like, What part of I don't remember is evaporating on the frying pan? Yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> He's just a complete asshole. And basically the media and the people in the town, including that science teacher, blame Superman, even though he fixed everything. Super fast. Yeah. They still lost things like their, you know, their wedding photos and like memories. And basically, the the public is starting to turn against this wall. Yeah. People. Some people. Some people believe that uh, Superman. Basically, that guy came to fight Superman. So basically, Superman brings out all these villains. And uh, when the the teacher woman says, uh, Superman uh, blew up two two of his planets before, and now he's gonna blow up ours, basically. Yeah. So the public very quickly. It reminds me almost of Civil War, how quickly the public turns against him. Yeah. But he did also destroy this town. So yeah. like, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> the next issue is the first of several fill-ins. This one's written by G. Willow Wilson, who went on to become the Miss Marvel writer. Yeah. Who. Mm-hmm is super popular right now, so good for her. We're not really going to skip... We're not. We're pretty much going to skip never, this We're issue. not really going to skip this. No, we're, we're not really going to... about it. All about We're not really going to talk about it because it doesn't really have anything to do with this. It's basically just an issue of Lois exploring if she's a feminist or not. I think it's decent. And also exploring, like, uh, like what would it have been like if she became, like, uh, settled down with her uh, fling back in... Um, in college. college instead yeah. of, like, becoming Superman's gal. Yeah. And it ends... Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. Yeah. And it <laughs> ends with her joining Superman on this walk. Yeah. 
Like, she's one of the reporters covering it. She's not, like, making a dramatic political statement about it. And also, Clark Kent is, uh, they say uh, Clark Kent's on this tri- trip, too, because uh, people are wondering, oh, where's Clark Kent and it's all this? Yeah. So then, next issue. Issue six. There's a little kid that's super cute and adorable, and he can't wait for Superman to come visit, because Superman's his favorite. And as Superman's walking through the city, he sees some newspapers about how he destroyed the city and other people. There's, like, people in the park saying that he's a bastard, he's People feel a worried, because, like, now Superman walking through a town might be a death sentence for him. Yeah, which, honestly, given what he's done so far, I think that's fair. Yeah, like, all he, what, benefited... he set the first town on fire. Yeah. The second tower was... Uh, <laughs> He fought that giant mech. Yeah. Then he fought the, the crazy bar guy. Yeah. So, so I the, think that's kind of fair. So the benefit is maybe you get your car fixed. Maybe you get your uh, store room uh, cleaned up. The downside is you get your house blown up. Yeah. Listen, these are the risks we take by allowing <laughs> Superman to walk through our community. So so now Superman is he's in bed with Lois and they're going to sleep. And he has his dream that he's fighting a giant monster that destroyed Metropolis. And he wakes up abruptly. Oh, and, and the, the teacher is there. And the teacher's there. And he wakes up, and he has a black eye because he got one in the dream? So, me and Joe interpreted it as the dream became reality, like like Freddy Krueger shit. And Joe and Ryan interpreted it as he's connected to this uh, child abuse victim. Yeah, because the next page is the kid with the same black eye. Either way, this is not... It's not explained at all. It's, it's not really explained, weird. and it will never be brought up ever again. Yeah. yeah. So, basically, the kid is making a giant Superman flag because he wants... Superman to come to He wants house. Superman to come and stop his dad from beating his mom. So the dad shows up, rips up the Superman flag, and shoves the kid back inside. It cuts back to Superman, and Lois Lane is, like, hiding his black eye, and she's getting naked, and she's like, hey, let's have sex. While the kid's getting beat by the dad. Yeah, it's it like cuts a back. Mask. The panel's even kind of mirrored. Yeah. Way. Okay, you know, in hindsight, this is... I'd like... I want to see if in singles they're spread apart. If like they smush those pages together, yeah, they add that's like, that's like there's like, an add in between yeah. them. Yeah, or if that's like the natural. It's a little weird. It's it's very it's a very awkward positioning. Um, I I assume that's not intentional. It probably is, but, but, like, but when, when you read it in this, like now that you mentioned, that is yeah. very. It's, it's a, really showing how disconnected Superman is. <laughs> it's also the only time they ever have sex in this book too. So it's very weird to have it in this. this well, actually, he leaves before they do. He leaves, and she says someday he's going to learn that he's missing a lot by not waiting until the end of the sentence. But she's still, like, getting naked. Yeah, do you and think Batman misses out, the, like, this much when, like, he leaves, like, abruptly before, like, people Commissioner Gordon finishes sentence? Yeah, Commissioner Gordon's always, like, he's about to ask him out. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, taking out You know, Batman, I've been thinking about our relationship for a while, and, uh, oh, Batman, I, I, I heard about that thing you and Superman did with those tentacle monsters. I was wondering <laughs> if I could get in on that. So the little kid, the mom's crying, and she says, like, it's only because he cares. And, you know, like that. The child at Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, Stockholm Syndrome kind of thing. The kid puts up the flag anyway, and while he's doing that, the dad is beating the mom, and the kid runs in and gets in between them. He goes, you're never going to hurt her again. And the Superman's dad, gonna stop you. The dad's, yeah, Superman's going to stop you. And the dad slaps him across the face and throws him down the basement stairs, which yeah. is pretty Violent, yeah. And then while the kid's running up to try to get there before his dad locks the door, he falls, smashes his face on the stairs, and then falls down again. Superman hears it. Well, he sees the flag, and he goes to leave anyway. But he hears the He hears the kid crying for him. Superman comes, and, like, 
is it looks like he's gonna kill his dad. Yeah. He doesn't, but he says like there was no reason for this. Like he beat them for no reason. Like has he ever like he acts like he's never seen domestic abuse before? No, he's seen domestic abuse. Like I, I his first issue ever was him stopping a domestic abuser. Yeah. Like I agree that he should be mad about it, yeah. but he's like, what is this concept? Yeah. Oh. It's because he's been so detached from humanity. He forgets that, like, he forgot, like, issues like this existed. He forgot what happened in Action Comics number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he basically, he asked the police officer, like, what happens when the dad gets out of prison? And th- she's like, well, we could do a restraining order. That usually works. If not, well, we have no control over that. And first off, this cop could not give less of a shit about this kid. Yeah. And Superman's like, I... I have control over this. I just want to mention this real, really quickly because the cops doing suicide didn't give a shit either. They're just like, Superman, yeah, just get her down. We don't want to talk to her. Just bring her down. Yeah. Superman, chop, chop. We're, we're on schedule here. Like, All the cops are made to be assholes to make Superman look good in the story. Yeah. Even though he just breaks all his shit and yells yeah. at them. So he gives the little boy, William, a phone number and he says, leave a message as long as you want every day. And if you don't leave a message, then I know your dad killed you and I will go kill him. I like to imagine Superman <laughs> like, making all these promises and getting like 1,500 messages You have 500 <laughs> new voicemails. <laughs> uh, Superman, my dad says he's going to kill me. <laughs> Superman, those drug dealers are back. But this is such Superman, like... Superman, those drug dealers are, are over there, but now they're coming over here. But, like, I guess he says this to the dad to, like, scare him. But, like, he's doing the same thing the cops do, is, like... Which he's, like, throwing shade at the cops for it. Is he's saying, like, do this, like, just keep an eye on it, and if he does something, I will be there to deal with the consequences. Yeah. But, like, that's the same thing the cops did. Like, we're going to do our best and keep an eye on it, but, but the cops can't... are assholes, Ryan. Yeah, but it's just bizarre. And he says... What, you're saying Superman's a condescending dick in the story? Yeah. So the cop says, good thing you came along, Superman. Otherwise, we might never have known about any of this. It needed you to get to the bottom of it. And he says, no, it didn't. All it needed, all it really needed. And he literally looks at the camera and he says, was someone, anyone, with a pair of eyes, a voice, a phone, and ten cents worth of compassion? So he's basically saying, us, the reader, are at fault for domestic abuse. I'm like, I understand that like, if you see something, say something mentality, and everyone helps out their neighbor and everything. But like... Why you gotta be such a dick about it? <laughs> yeah, this whole story just kind of reads like instead of Superman trying to fight himself, driving there, it's like Superman like heavily handle and tackle social issues. Yeah, and for the record, this is the last scene JMS writes yeah. for Superman Grounded. Then there's I, I left it on the high note. Yeah, there's one. And look at the reader saying, "Fuck you, reader." <laughs> yeah. Then there's another G Willow Wilson uh, fill-in issue about like. Perry White and his role as social media takes over the news. And it's actually, I really like this issue. Yeah, I really love that I recommend it. It's Superman 706, but again, has literally nothing to do with Grounded no. at all. It's not even part of the numbering of Grounded. It says Grounded interlude yeah. this issue. Exactly. But just because it's not part of the numbering doesn't mean it's a necessary part, as we will see in part two. There's some issues that don't matter at all. And this is where we get a new writer. So yeah, new writer shift. Uh, Chris Roberson takes over, and he was given a one-page, he says, to be generous outline that basically just says he has to go to eight cities in eight issues, and in one issue, Wonder Woman has to be there, in another issue, Flash has to be there. That's it, according to him. So, even though JMS still gets top billing for writing it, I don't think he really has like anything to do with this yeah. at all. Yeah, according to uh, the new writer, he yeah. had nothing basically to do with it. And Chris Robertson is a writer I actually really like. At least I've only read his Eye Zombie, and I really like it. But that's all but I just know like. A part one was not a good representation of JMS's writing skills. This is not a good representation of Robertson's writing skills. I actually find Volume One to be significantly better than oh, Volume Two. Oh, I agree. Two. This is the bad part. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Just, they're both bad parts. Yeah, they're both bad. <laughs> they're parts. both bad parts. Yeah. yeah. For different yeah. reasons, though. 
So now we get to issue eight, which is, I think, the most ridiculous issue of this whole story. So Superman's saving a bunch of people, and okay, I wanted to point this out. He does this again later. There's a little girl on a train track, <laughs> and he saves her by like smashing the train and stopping it. And he does yeah. this again later, where there's like an old woman crossing the street, and he smashes the truck That's instead coming. of just moving her out of the way. Yeah. Why does he always do that? Why doesn't he just move the person? It's yeah. a much better visual on the page. But like, that guy. So has, well, that's the only reason. That guy has his ship destroyed now. No, he he ruins. Think of all like it's gonna take hours for them to clear that train. Yeah. Unless he goes in and fixes it. Yeah. Which he may or may not do, because he kind of has a habit of like breaking stuff and like, oh, I'll fix he it. He says I'll be back later, and he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Call this number. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Time. I actually like imagine he has like a beeper somewhere in his closet that's just ringing constantly. <laughs> A beeper. <laughs> That's how out of touch Superman is. I've been it. on New Krypton. What are these new phones? <laughs> yeah, she's just in my, she's in my pager, you know. Yeah. What were those things? Never mind. This joke sucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Superman's on the phone. Hey, that joke was top notch, Brian. I didn't I'm... even make it yet. <laughs> I thought that was my joke. No, I was gonna make a joke about. I don't even know what they're called. Those little things that kids used to have, like uh, hit clips. I was like, yeah, just record it on a hit clip and have Superman play it. Because I was thinking of the most old school out-of-touch thing. But yeah. that's not funny. Why'd you make me say it? It's not funny. <laughs> you saying it. And <laughs> you mad about it's funny. <laughs> Sorry, I feel strongly about hit clips. Why? <laughs> so Superman's on the phone with Lois. And wherever she is, she's at some factory and it explodes. Because of course it does. She's showing a lot of skin for no reason, by the way. Yeah, yeah. She's got a belly shirt. She's got some cleavage. So, this factory blows up, Superman saves the day, and then there's a bunch of protesters outside that are saying that... No, there's one protester with Lois, and he's saying, oh, there's chloride being leaked by this factory, and now the uh, chloride after this explosion, and the the people, but the owners of the factory are like, no, uh, it's good because we're giving jobs to town. Yeah, basically, he says the only reason the factory blew up was because of criminal negligence, and... He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And he's basically saying that the EPA restrictions were too much for them. So if they were to actually become safe, they they would have to close and the whole town would lose all their jobs. Like they can't afford to meet all the, to like upgrade the facility to meet all the restrictions. Yeah. And they're leaking toxic waste into the groundwater. And they said in the last two years, chloride in the water has jumped 300%. And Superman's like, Chloride's not that bad. It's not that big of a deal, which is insane. Yeah. It's an insane thing to say. He's, he's like, yeah, sure. Like the plant and the wildlife population will be affected, but like people will be fine. Yeah. So like, your environment's fucked up. The factory blows up once in a while. What's the big deal, Lois? Yeah. Stop bitching about this. He basically says these people need their jobs. So Lois, you're not allowed to write the story. These people are aliens. They need their jobs. They need the community to contribute to the community. Yeah, which and he basically says you guys have to start polluting less, like make the necessary steps. Otherwise, I'll come back. So he sides with these job creators to that are literally poisoning the town and censors the media saying you can't talk about it. Yeah. It's like ridiculous and I can't like I feel like Superman saying, like, we'll just compromise and do this evil thing because there's some good coming out of it is the least Superman thing I've ever seen. No, it's terrible. Like, yeah, right? When I read this, I'm just like, what are you... What are you Like, I understand you're going through, like, a moral, like, ambiguity, like, ambiguity phase. But, this, but like, is, this is... This is so extreme. This is some compromise. It's, like, it's... It's unlikable. Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. And also, like, he knows so many things for all the other towns. Like He couldn't have gone in and, like, fixed this a little bit? Yeah, yeah. so I was thinking, I was like, do it be a really nice resolution for Superman to do? And, like, really reconnect him to, like, the common people. Like, listen, this factory can't meet the EPA standards, blah, 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 blah. They just can't do it. So I'm going to reconnect my humanity and save the town by getting the building up to up to. Yeah, town. and he, he, like, he could do it in five minutes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it would entail, like, per se, but, like, that would have been so much a better, like, story resolution. And I think bring him closer to his ultimate goal of, like, getting back to humanity. Yeah, and I Then th- him being like, well, I... I don't know what to do, so Lois, don't do that. You guys do better. I'm walking. Well, becoming a compromising asshole makes him closer to Manny, I guess. I guess. <laughs> that's the real metaphor here. Yeah, that's how it feels in a yeah. lot of these stories. So then, the issue ends with someone going, you're not really, oh, from off-panel, you haven't really been yourself lately, have you, Superman? And then it cuts to four people in Superman costumes, a woman, a little boy, Another woman in like a Supergirl costume and a, a guy. A bunch of goofy people wearing goofy. A bunch costumes. of really goofy looking people, and they say there are questions you can't answer, doubts you just can't. So, take. so they're dogs. <laughs> oh, like goofy, like that goofy, goofy looking people. That would be awesome. <laughs> we got Goofy and Pluto, <laughs> and this becomes an extremely grounded Goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, "Come with us. The Superman Squad is here to tell you why." Oh, the Superman God. Squad is not a thing. This is a new idea. Well, yeah. kind of. It was kind of an all-star Superman. There was like a group of Supermen from the future. It was, it was silly then, but at least that book was silly enough. Yeah, that book had but a consistent point, it, tone. No, of but like, the point of it was like Superman, um, all-star Superman is just like a big Silver Age homage. Yeah. So have all these strange Supermen show up totally makes sense because it's paying homage to like the weird 50s stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not paying homage. I, I don't recall the 50s story where Superman's like, yeah, let's pollute the environment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't recall like that. Like when that that time Superman ate Superman- all those hamburgers and yeah. got really fat, he talked a lot about methane emissions. He did. You know, the time Superman like got really slow and turned into a baby and he was like, the media can't see me, don't do this. <laughs> yeah. So, I know you wanted to talk a little bit more about the Superman squad. What in particular do you want to talk about? Did I want, I want to talk about them because I thought this was so dumb. Oh, okay. Like, oh, yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, this okay. was so dumb and like, in a story, like, it's called Superman Grounded. Yeah. And then you have this bizarre Superman, like, alternate dimension Superman show up from, like, every dimension ever. I'm just like, what? What is this? This is the least grounded thing I could ever think of. Yeah. How is this going to help Superman reconnect to America? Uh, spoilers, it's not. Well, exactly. well, the point of the scene is that they tell him, oh, you're going to meet someone soon that you're going to make into a Superman, basically. And You're uh, going to inspire someone. Yeah, you're going to inspire someone, and you have to make the decision... If you decide to continue being Superman, we will exist and patrol the universe for th- thousands of years. If you quit, then we disappear forever. Yeah. Which, I feel like if somebody says that, Superman should, even if he doesn't feel like he should, he should stay no, Superman. But they're also very casual about it, Like, oh, whatever you feel like, bro. Like, it doesn't no skin off our yeah. backs. Like, they're very casual about it. They should be like, please... We want to still exist. Like, please, yeah. we're begging well, 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 to be fair, the character's talking to him knows, has some inside information. Yeah, so they... But, like, they said it's, the past can change. Oh, no, this is a silly, silly part in the story. Yeah. So then the head Superman squad lady opens a teleportal, teleportal, <laughs> teleporter, and he ends up back in Lincoln, Nebraska, where he left off. And he, there's a big storm, and there's a truck and a bunch of cars and a bus crashed in on a bridge. And Superman goes, maybe this isn't a job for me after all. Seems fine. And he goes to leave. <laughs> and then the bus falls off the bridge. He's like, oh, wait, it is a job for he me. He goes, oh, wait, I do have to do that. 
So he saves everybody. Uh, and the big flood is coming and everything's getting... There's a big flood coming and at this point, Wonder Woman's there. This, and ties, this is supposed to tie into like JMS's Wonder Woman. Because JMS was writing Wonder Woman at the time. And like every single person that writes Wonder Woman, they're like, I want to reinvent her and make her super great and unlike any other writer before. So apparently she has mind wiped here or something like that. Like she doesn't know Superman is. She doesn't know... Yeah. I forget. I remember the status quo. I remember the status quo being really weird. But yeah. it's not that... It's not just that she doesn't know, but no one knows who she is. Yeah. yeah. It's basically like a, a reboot for everyone in-universe, but yeah. not out-of-universe. It's really it's weird. Like, it, it's it's him being like, I'm going to jump the gun on this whole reboot thing and do it right now. She's so she's so pointless in this book. The only thing is, she like fights with the teacher lady who's still here for some reason. By the way, teacher lady, the whole entire time, every issue is like, my plan's finally coming yeah, to fruition. Yeah, my master plan. Yeah. And basically, she's like, Wonder Woman's like hiding in the shadows, and Superman, she sees Superman saving those kids, and it inspires her to go out and do it. And it's it's supposed to make the reader think that, oh, the person you were talking about, him having to inspire, is Wonder Woman. Oh. But, I didn't make that connection because I stopped giving shit about yeah, that. Yeah, but it's, it's not. It's yeah, not. I also kind of got that vibe that was Wonder Woman, which would have been yeah. really cool. Yeah, but. Like, really cool, and in a lot of ways, um, I wish her costume was different because it would have explained the America in her costume. Okay, I could see that. How would Joe, you made more sense that JMS ever could. Well, this isn't JMS at this point. It's Roberson. But it's JMS's, uh, Wonder I don't Woman. think JMS is writing Ro- like Wonder Woman at this point either. Yeah, I think he only wrote it for like 10 issues. I think he just something. gave up uh, DC in general. Yeah. But anyway, point. so now uh, Superman's still walking, still walking. And all of a sudden... He saved the, they saved the flooding town. Yeah, he saves the flooding yeah. town. Then he's... Wa- next issue. What are we up to? Issue 10. Superman's walking. All of a sudden there's a big flash... <laughs> and he's dressed in like a Kryptonian outfit, and, and everyone in town is dressed and in everything like Krypton. Yeah, and he basically looks around, and he keeps hearing this like Krypton lore, and he he looks, uses supervision, and sees that it's the Flash wearing some wacky headband. Yeah, and he stops him and pulls the headband off, and he's like, "What's going on?" And the Flash is like, "Oh, I found this headband somewhere, and of course I'm a scientist, so I put it on right away." Cause and that's... then he dressed everyone in Krypton outfits, and then and cited all this Krypton lore because he was trying to get Superman's attention. Because he yeah. says it, it like possessed him, but he but he put them in the outfits and were saying these things to get his attention. So if he had enough control to go to Superman's Fortress of Solitude, get these clothes, I, I think the I think the the clothing and uh, the skies thing was his stuff. It's just that he couldn't stop saying all the lore stuff. So he decided, I'm going to make uh, a Krypton, recreate Krypton and put everyone in Krypton outfits just to get Superman's attention. So yeah, and I know Superman's having a nervous breakdown because Krypton just exploded again. Better draw super attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be great if it had like a, like, not great, but if like had like a post traumatic stress like thing where it just breaks down in the middle of town. That would have been actually interesting. That would have been interesting. Because they keep saying that he's having a nervous breakdown, but we don't see it. He's just kind of a jerk. He's just really mopey. Yeah. yeah. He just has a really sad face on his face. Sometimes. So they go to... he got broken up with, and like, he <laughs> yeah. watched the planet die. So they go to a diner, and it's Flash and Superman, like, catching up, and this is when he says, like, oh, I was joking about seeing a blur. And a woman, the waitress, falls... And Flash and Superman kick into high speed so they could watch her almost falling and spi- like spilling hot coffee on herself for their whole conversation. Yeah, they just keep talking. And they just keep talking for like two flashbacks and it cuts back to Clark Kent in detention with Lex Luthor. Yeah, and it doesn't some... matter because Lex Luthor is not in this book at yeah, all. The, the, the plot reason why it's there is because Lex Luthor uh, calls Superman dumb, uh, Clark Kent as a kid dumb, because Clark Kent went to detention even though he didn't do anything, while Lex Luthor is like, oh, even if I do something, I don't want to get busted for it. And But Superman's like, oh, I'm such a good guy, I had to bust myself even though 
I didn't do anything. But the only reason why we bring it up is because <laughs> here we go. There is a DC like how to learn math book yeah. that is like teaching kids multiplication, <laughs> and Lex Luthor is on a page and he's in his full supervillain outfit and he's running away with like a wheelbarrow filled with cake and it says Lex Luthor is so evil he stole 40 cakes that's four tens and that's terrible yeah and that's terrible <laughs> exactly <laughs> and Lex Luthor is getting detention because he stole 40 cakes yeah which is the best panel of the whole book oh yeah <laughs> aside from what Jimmy Olsen says later on oh yeah which we'll get to that so basically Flash the only point of this whole issue is Flash says that he built a whole legacy out of like the big like Flash family with Wally and Kid Flash and the Golden Age Flash and all these characters and like maybe Superman should aspire to create like a legacy. Yeah, and, like that's it. Yeah, despite the fact that he between the Legion of Superheroes and Supergirl and Super and now Boy, the Superman Unity Squad and the and the Super yeah all that stuff. I'm like he already has. Yeah. So. Now, issue 11. God, this story's so long. Yeah. So, basically, they're investigating some... Superman's, like, walking past some dig, and, like, some corporation wants to buy it, and he, like, saves a day or whatever and stops them from sabotaging it, and then Bruce Wayne, as Batman, shows yeah. up. And they tell a really long flashback story it's about... It's basically a flashback about when Batman was trying to learn to be Batman. Uh, he was, you know, going to train under masters and stuff. Basically, at the same time, Clark Kent meets up with him, and basically, they both reveal what they're trying to do. Like, he shows that he's Superman and has Superman powers, and they both help stop uh, villain together. It has nothing to do with the rest of the story. Yeah, they, they stop Vandal Savage from, like, fanning Nana, like, Probart. Yeah. And it's just, it's the most irrelevant thing you'll ever read. It's so pointless, and... Another time where Superman does not reconnect with America? I'm, I'm being generous, yeah. and the only reason I'll I, I argue this is somewhat relevant is that I guess it shows that Clark Kent can do Superman stuff without being Superman, which is one of the ideas that Superman I, suggests. It gets explored in the next issue, yeah. but, like, yeah. not really. I'm being generous. Yeah. I am not saying that and it justifies at, the show at, at this point, Batman's status quo was he had Batman Inc., which was he was training Batman all over the world. That's why Dick was Batman, too, because he's also Batman Inc. Yeah, Batman. and he's basically, like, creating, like, a League of Batman, and he basically says, like... extraordinary Batman. Yeah, and he basically says, like, Superman, you should do that, too. Yeah, which is like again, like I might make a here. legacy. Yeah, but here's the thing: like all, even these generous explanations for these pointless appearances are they still take 25 pages. But even the, like all you needed was a scene with the Superman Squad because they say like, "Hey, you're gonna make us soon," and Superman says, "Okay, I will." And then end of any other mention of yeah. Superman Squads because that's all you needed. Yeah. So the next issue, this <laughs> issue 12, is the issue that I is when I said we could do this in one episode. Yeah. Because this is when I realized how pointless this is. So, basically, Livewire, who's a villain from the animated series, Joe... I don't care. <laughs> one of the few anime series characters popular enough to get into the comics so Joe can fuck off. <laughs> I, I still don't care. She's great. Yeah. She was she? good for a while. I'm sorry, she was good for a while. No, I mean, she's a great character in the cartoon. She became a good guy for a while. She was a good guy for a while, and now she's bad for whatever reason. Apparently her electric powers, that's what she does. She just controls electricity. Yeah. Her electric powers have messed with her brain chemistry. Yeah, the electricity and the powers fucked with electricity in her brain. Yeah, so Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal, uses his signal watch. The guy, to, Superman Olsen, the CIA agent, who gets shot in the head. Yeah, uh, calls... Superman, Superman flies right over because you know for someone who's walking across America, he sure like leaves America. I know, a lot. That, like that, well, that, he's still in America, but he sure flies away a lot. These disruptions of like the no, as he should, you should go help people. Yeah, but, but like, like, but like having it happen like on 
as a main thrust of the story, really throws off any uh, any feeling this is about him being grounded and walking through towns. Like, yeah. It's never been about him being grounded and walking through towns. But it should have been. It should have been. It should have been, but it hasn't been that for ages. That's I true. agree, that's but like, that's why it's dumb. So at this point, the teacher lady is also, the evil lady, yeah. is also held captive. Yeah, is also held captive by uh, Livewire. So Jimmy Olsen uses his reporting abilities to find out that it's her electric powers that are messing with the brain chemistry. Yeah. And he tells this to Superman, and Superman runs back to his base and grabs a costume that has not been seen in quite a while in Superman comics. I actually love that. In the 90s, Superman got electricity powers, and he had a suit that contains electricity powers, and he puts it on live wire. Which is actually kind of cool that they they bring that back. And honestly, she looks pretty cool in that suit. I think this was supposed to make live wire... It's supposed to be her new superhero costume, but never... But the DC Universe got rebooted two months later, so... so Whatever. Poof. Yeah. And basically, she's like, oh, I'm great now. Thank you. Even though she, like, destroyed the city, Superman's like, it's like, fine. I'm going to murder you, Superman. Yeah, but everyone's, he's like, everyone makes mistakes. How weird well, is that? Be, be fair, she was having yeah. mental, like... Yeah, but, like, he just, like, they, there's no investigation. There's, there's no accountability. There's no investigation for anything. Like, everyone's pretty chill with everything going on in this book. Yeah. That's the idea that America was founded on. But it, he's talking about, like... Should I just read this thing? Yes, you should. When I was young, I knew that I would be someone different when I grew up. I would leave home and make a new life for myself, a new start, a second chance. When I first went to Metropolis, it was filled with people who'd done the same thing. People from all over America, from all over the world, who went to the city to live the lives they wanted to, be the people they wanted to be. That's the idea that America was founded on. But it's not just for people born here. It's for everyone. And it's for people like me and Livewire, too. Livewire just destroyed the city. Also, Superman's destroyed a lot of towns so far. So now we're up to issue 13, the penultimate chapter of this wonderful Oh, God, this issue. So Superman meets up with Superboy and Supergirl and starts stripping in front of them. (laughs) Yeah. He basically (laughs) says that he's dealing with the question of must there be a Superman, and he wants to... He says no, and he wants to... Just be Clark Kent and help people secretly. Yeah. So to really... He feels like Superman is like too much of a target and people are going after him and you'd rather just be Clark Kent and save people like... Which, insane. after the story, I agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> so he... Uh, he To make the... To really drive this point home, he takes off all his clothes in front of them and dresses like Clark Kent. Yeah. And like, this is his cousin and his clone and they're both like teens. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. It's a weird thing he's doing. Also, even if they weren't teens, he shouldn't be doing that. Why is he getting <laughs> naked? And then he's in a coffee shop as Clark Kent writing the story of Must There Be a Superman. And the big Superman fanboy comes up to him and says, What you writing? First he's like, You're Clark Kent? I love your work about Superman. And he's wearing a big Superman shirt. And he's like, Is this a, is this a fun joke? Is this like a satire article? And Clark's Are you like, for the onion, Mr. Kent? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and Clark Kent's like, No. I, I, you know, I'm really questioning this and he basically takes him around town and interviews a bunch of people and they're all like superman's the best he inspires us he saves our cat he stops drug dealers this is like the only town in the city everyone loves him yeah i wrote a town everyone's like fuck that guy superman's great he saved my cat he's totally oh he's in portland of course he's in portland (laughs) take that how you will i don't know what that means (laughs) i would love to see superman on like an episode of portlandia yeah at the (laughs) at the feminist bookstore yes why does it have to be Superman? <laughs> have you thought about a more like you know like 
Feminine name, Superman? Super person. You know, Superman, your costume's pretty good, but you should put a burn on it. Su- super gender equality. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I uh, I just want to watch Portlandia instead of let's, finish this book. But we have it. one Portlandia's issue a lot left. Better. Yeah, so basically this guy is like, oh, I'm a fanboy, and these guys are fanboys. We all Superman. Superman's like, I guess since I actually make people like me now, I will be Superman. Uh, this, actual, this issue actually is very uh, poignant because it's every time someone says Superman's a chump in front of a Superman fan, it's just this. It's just a montage of them being like, you're an idiot for all these reasons, Superman's the greatest, and I've been guilty of that many times. The reason You've been guilty of that on this podcast. Yeah. So at this point, the fanboy uh, grabs a tablet, and the teacher from the very beginning has. Unleashes is all... her, she unleashes her master plan, which is grab Lois. Lane. She just grabbed Lois at one point, which she could have done a million times. Yeah. And Superman stops to change back into his costume, and then he saves Lois pretty instantly. Big master plan. Yeah. Really didn't have any problems. Swoops in like was he like he visions like her hands. Yeah. And then gets Lois and like brings her like five miles out of town. And, th- and then yeah. like, and Well, then... they first like destroy a bunch of the city. He yells to nobody, "Open the lightning door!" And I guess the Superman Unity Squad was listening. Yeah. And they opened to some. I was like, wondering like who did that. I guess the Superman squad. You never explain what it is. No, it's the Superman squad. Yeah. You Superman never say squad. what it is. It's just like it's, it's pretty. They just say my people or something like that. He never says the Superman squad or Superman Union squad or the. the... Well, well, why would he say that? She's not going to know who the hell they are. Well, I don't know who the fuck did that too. Well, I don't know what the lightning door is. What's the lightning door? It's a lightning door. It's a lightning. It's a door. She basically recaps the whole story for us while they're in this phantom zone. And it's revealed that all those people that hated him. She was like clouding his thoughts. They were actually praising him. Yeah. So like, and like when he, she got the crystal to, from Krypton, it has like it's like a mind reading crystal, and she read all of his thoughts while he was sad. So she became sad, and now she's like all his sad thoughts put into one person. Yeah, and like I guess she wants to kill him because of that. Like you made me sad, so now you die. I don't know. But then Superman thinks about truth, justice in the American way, and grabs the crystal, and that makes it explode. <laughs> This is the most hampest way to like have. Well, he, like, he tries to imprint his happy, his like his newly his found truth, it. justice in the American way in her, to replace the sadness. I guess. And this then is, the crystal explodes. This is such a terrible way to try to deliver the message. Of- no, no, this is great. This is this is Superman <laughs> grounded. This is the most yeah. grounded ending to Superman rediscovering the American way. Superman grounding, uh, grabbing a kryptonite crystal from the embodiment of all the sadness and filling of truth, justice in the American way, and making it explode. <laughs> yeah. So basically. Uh, Superman and Lois make out and it's revealed, it cuts back to the Superman Unity Squad after Superman has a monologue about how must there be a Superman? Yes, and there always will be. Yes, uh, Virginia, there's a Superman. Yeah. (laughs) So it preserves the timeline and it's revealed that uh, the Jennings, the science teacher, is actually the head of the Superman Unity Squad and that was the woman he inspired. Yeah. And then Superman's flying away with Lois, and he winks at the camera, and it says that he fights for the never-ending battle of truth, justice, in the American way. And that ends pre-reboot Superman. Yeah, so the Superman that John Byrne started with Man of Steel, this, this is the Superman I grew up with, and this is how it ends, with this shitty story. Yeah. To be fair, he's, he's around in New 52. Is he? Yeah. yeah his... And he has a child. It's complicated. <laughs> On Facebook, he made Superman's relationship with uh, <laughs> Superman is complicated. Superman's relationship with continuity is complicated. But uh, yeah, so basically, the Superman that we that we all love so much, like the post-crisis, pre-reboot Superman, the this one is, that this like this is his end. The one that I say, I say, Superman is the greatest fictional character ever created because I'm a giant fanboy. And mm-hmm. if you care enough, tweet at me and I'll explain why. But 
this ends. This is what ends his saga. So, that's Superman Grounded. What do you guys think? It's crap. It is. Yeah. It is. It is aggressively mediocre to the point that it's one of the worst books you ever read because there's nothing interesting to say about it. And like you, we mentioned this while we were talking about it. You said that if this wasn't the last Superman story, and if it wasn't uh, JMS, no one remembers this book. And that's pretty much true. This is what this is. This, this, these books are a dime a dozen. These stories, these shitty stories of Superman. Uh, questions: Should he be Superman? And people wonder: Is Superman lame? Yeah. Is he a chump? And Superman says, "No, I'm not a chump. I'm important." These are a dime a dozen, and this is one of the worst examples of yeah. it. Yeah, Superman's a character that I love so much, but I don't think there's a single anything that has more mediocre stories than Superman. Yeah, and it's just like if if we weren't doing this episode, I would have put these books on my bookshelf and never looked at them again. Like I would have completely forgotten that they existed because it's so forgettable. No, I'm gonna forget this exists. Like within yeah. like three weeks, um, it's it's bad. Um, aggressively mediocre is like a really good way to put it. The weird part is this is the premise I actually was really interested in. Yeah, Superman rediscovering the American way and kind of getting back to his roots should be really interesting. The problem is he never does that in the story. Yeah, no. that's the worst part. Like I would love to see Superman have a story where, like oh he goes back to Smallville. Uh, he reconnects with me, like some of the people, like you know, he reconnects with them um, because I don't think Lana Lang was really used prior. Definitely to, not. Yeah. Like having him reconnect with like those characters, having him do like farm. You're writing a better like, story right now as we're talking, Joe. Especially because his dad yeah. had just died before yeah. New Krypton, so like that would be so powerful, almost yeah. like in Kingdom Come, kind of. Yeah. Even him going to Detroit, I think, should be interesting because he's like you know, like him going there and being like, "What could I do as Superman to make this better?" Yeah, yeah. would be fascinating. We get none of these yeah. ideas here because it's not a grounded story. I wonder, I would like to talk to JMS and ask, where were you going with this? Because even though some his issues are pretty terrible, there's still some really good scenes in there. No, I, I think those are the ones we talked about most. Yeah, and definitely. And how, like, even though he's kind of a condescending, here's the part, even though he's kind of like a condescending dick, I get some of the points he's trying to make. Yeah, and I would like to see, where were you going with this? Was it going to be more like the dying guy at the factory, or is it going to be more like the mech suit aliens? Like, cause I, I do think uh, JMS probably had a long-term plan, because JMS is a writer who likes long-term runs. Yeah. One of his uh, defining achievements is Babylon 5, which was a sci-fi show in the, in the 90s, and it's very well-respected well because it was like one of the first shows to have a set end a set five-season uh, five story and knew from the beginning what it was going to end with. And, um, and, I, I, and, and, like, and like Spider-Man was a long run. This, I imagine, once you find out, he's not going to get more than 14 issues. Maybe he's like, it's not fucking worth it. I'm not going to be able to tell the full story anyway. Yeah. I mean, I we saw that a lot with DC. I think we're going to probably do a whole episode on the New 52 at one point. God, I would love that so much. But we saw a lot of that where a lot of writers started stories and had them super peter out. Yeah. Or and like and again, Jameis did agree to do the thing. Like he left. Like I'm not saying that he's not, he's not forgiven for it. He's, he's not forgiven, yeah. and it's not like his issues were fantastic and it yeah. got shitty. Yeah, like they weren't that great to begin with. But they had a lot more promise in those early issues than the Roberson issues did. And even they also had a lot more ridiculousness too. Like it was, it's tough to Next talk suit about. aliens. Next suit aliens. Like I think. The Roberson issues might have been less grounded overall, but they were more consistent almost yeah. in how like mediocre Not they, were. they were. Yeah, it, it's it's a really weird book. When everyone recommended this to us, I did not expect this. I expected something way more 
I don't know, like way more severe instead yeah. of just so middle of the road. Yeah, I agree. Which is, I guess, appropriate. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think this is middle. It's just bad. I <laughs> felt a lot better reading this than Wanted. That's what I mean. Like, it's not offensively bad. Like, no, no, no. I, I agree. Wanted, as, as I'm sure from last episode, uh, Wanted was the worst thing I've read ever. Yeah. This isn't that, but like, this is still like not good. Oh, this yeah. I'm not saying bad. it's good. Remember, we recommended it to literally no one. Usually yeah. we can find somebody. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know anyone who would enjoy this. Like, I wouldn't even recommend it to review on a comedy show because, like, it's not, not that funny. funny. No. <laughs> it's not. If you, um, you wouldn't recommend stuff. it to I us? I can't believe I forgot the one thing I wanted to say. What? So when Jimmy Olsen is fighting Livewire, <laughs> this is the one thing. This is the one thing I want to say. He takes a page out of Ben Franklin's book, he mm-hmm. says, and he attaches a key to a rope. No, he, he throws Superman comes from wherever he was. Um, was it Cincinnati? I don't know. He has, like, the key to the city. And then he goes to fight Livewire. He's like, Jimmy, hold this giant yeah. key. And he hits Livewire with it so that all the electricity goes into the key. And he looks right at the camera and he goes, now that's what I call grounded, which is so perfect. And that, that is how I want to end this review. <laughs> so, good, bad, 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 bad or bad. good? Bad, bad. Definitely bad, bad, right? Yeah. Like, not, not yeah, worth there's, reading. There's nothing, there's nothing funny in this. Yeah, definitely not it's worth not reading. It's not, like, super enjoyable. It's just... Yeah. And they read fast. Like, I read them with, like, the guided view on comiXology. Yeah. And I was just breezing through these That's issues. the thing. Like, I was like, we can definitely break this into two episodes. And then when I got, like, halfway through, I was like, there's no way. That's how I thought. There's yeah. no substance in this, in this book. I was like, I can't, I can't fathom stopping at middle. So of this. I was like, what have I done? I yeah. was super wrong. So we actually have some time for the letters page. So, Woo-hoo. so, whoops. <laughs> so we have some time for the letters page. If you, if you guys want to write in, you could, it's at device of issues at Twitter, device of issues, gmail.com and our Facebook page, device of issues, blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole thing. So our, our, First, and since we did run a little long, only letter this week comes from Sean on Facebook. And Sean, it's a, you're beautiful. Yes. It's a Batman question. Uh, I've been watching the Batman, and it got me thinking. How do you guys like your Bat's relationships with the police and the city? Do you peeps like him hunted by the police, like in Batman Year One and Dark Knight Returns, a symbol that no matter how dark the night is, there's always a flicker of hope, like in Nightfall or No Man's Land, or a friend to the police and the city, like in Batman 66, and to a lesser extent, Dick Grayson's time under the cow. And the reason why I want to talk about this during the Superman episode is because Batman shows up as both Dick Grayson, when he's much f- more friendly, and as Batman, where he's much more gruff and like kind of in more of a in-the-shadows kind of figure who doesn't you deal mean with Bruce Wayne? Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? Batman shows up. And Batman shows up as Batman and Batman shows up as yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Wayne. So, what do you guys think? I like the flicker of hope. That's, um, yeah, me too. That's my personal favorite because I feel like when he's hunted by the police, that just sends such a weird image of, like, there's, like when he's hunted by the police, there is no hope in Gotham. Because the one man trying to do right is also being hunted by the law. Yeah. I like the flicker of hope where he suddenly he interacts with Gordon. But he's, you know, he's not necessarily, like, he's not condemned by the police, but he's not, like, openly condoned by the police either. Yeah. Which is the way I see a vigilante working in, like, actual Absolutely. I, I definitely agree. I like in the early days of him being hunted, and then Gordon realizes he can trust him after, like, corruption yeah. gets broken down. Uh, so really, the uh, the cartoon that Sean mentions, The Batman, 
starts out with Batman being hunted by the police, and then once Gordon becomes commissioner, he they get a working relationship with the Batman. Yeah, and I I like. I like where it's like Gordon and his select few cops he trusts work with Batman and everyone else unofficially, like, officially hunts him, but not really. But like, like the Dark Knight status quo? Yeah, where he's exactly. Like, the, the official stance is to arrest the Batman on site. But then you get, like, almost in Batman vs. Superman where, like, we don't shoot at the good guys kind of yeah. thing. You're a rookie. And, like, we see that a lot in... In a lot of different Batman stories, I think the Dark Knight's the perfect example of like Batman is working outside of the system, so they can't officially condone him, but he does have allies in the police force. Yeah, him being like in Batman, he's part 60, of the solution. Yeah. Him Batman, in Batman yeah. sixty six, and like him being like super friend to the town. Yeah, is a little harder to get behind him scaring criminals at that point, but I think it it varies with different parts of his career, and I like that we don't really have to pick. Yeah, because each one has its merits. Yes, so uh, my opinion is, I don't think you can sustain Batman's vigilante for too long. You have to have him become legitimate at some point, or else it's just going to get repetitive. Like you can't. My perspective on this is colored from watching the Batman the the anime series growing up. I'm about to say Batman the TAS growing up. The, the animated series. <laughs> and so like, uh, you you can take this the solution for every one of my opinions on this. Uh, if it was on the beat Batman TAS or on the Superman TAS, it might be my favorite version of that dichotomy for anything. Uh, Commissioner Gordon is Batman's friend. The police basically work with him, even though like Bullock and other cops might not like him that much. And there are, I think, there are areas where uh, they're less trusted. But like the areas where he's less trusted are more interesting for me because he's usually trusted. Like in Batman: uh, Mask of the Phantasm, the movie, uh, Batman gets hunted by the police in that story, and that's such a sharp change and such an interesting concept to have. The police after Batman for the first time after being friends with him f- f- before. I think you're like me that you like the changes. It's yeah. the dichotomy of it. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. So, yeah, if you have any letters, write us in Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. So now recommendations to end the show. Smallville. Okay. If you want an actual grounded take on Superman where he does, like, real-life stuff and gets in touch with his, with, with his American roots. Do you only recommend the last couple seasons? No, I love the first couple seasons, too. <laughs> You're not the only one who controlled Joe. <laughs> no, it took me a while to get that. I was like, oh yeah, he does a lot of crazy stuff. But he also has like the JSA episode is in that. Where I have John, I saw John's it, like, rights and it's like a classic JSA team. That's yeah, awesome. Cool. Like, Small though, that's a good yeah. recommendation. As my favorite live action Lex Luthor. As well. I can see that. So my recommendation is a recommendation to Joe Siano to read Superman the Anime Series. Cause the best <laughs> to read it. To fucking hell. Watch <laughs> the Superman Anime Series because it's a fucking great series. It's why I'm a big Superman fanboy because I think it, it captures so much of what Superman is, is great. Could you recommend me a site where I could read like, the transcripts? Well, there is there is a comic tie-in that's getting oh, collected. Yeah. And Mark Millar yeah, has mm-hmm. written the comic tie-in, The Adventure of Superman, which is also really, really great too. So you can read... Good Mark Millar or watch Good Paul Dini and Bruce just Tim. him. So either way, so many anime. So win win for Joe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I would like to recommend a standalone story. It's a four issue miniseries called Superman's Secret Identity by Kurt Busaic, however you pronounce the last name, and Stuart Amonin. And it's about a real life Clark Kent that exists in a world where Superman is a comic book character and everybody knows him as a pop culture icon and he wakes up one day to find that he has Superman's powers as well. And they named him Clark Kent like as a joke. And it's a very, very grounded, realistic take on what 
Superman could mean to her, to the real world, and it never gets like crazy superheroes. It's about him and his family, and like what that means his his role as a father, as a hero, as a as a reporter, all these kind of things. And it's it's one of my favorite Superman stories, and it's absolutely fantastic. And the art is gorgeous. So that's what I got. Oh yeah. <laughs> And as always, write us a review on iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, we got our th- we got our third review. It was very exciting. And it was very sweet. So thank you, Dark P. Ramza. <laughs> and uh, follow us on Twitter at Divisive Issues, Facebook page Divisive Issues. And if you have any questions for us that we'll get to when we have time, divisiveissues at gmail dot com. All right, cool. Um, I've been Joe Siano. I've been Slick Rabble. And I'm Ryan Lynch. Stay in continuity. Stay in continuity. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you.